Hey, welcome to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. So I thought about uh, something I think could be prevalent to everybody right now that would be fun to talk about, or I mean encouraging maybe, and that is... It's almost Christmas time, and I think everyone has a lot on their plate, whether it's just Christmas parties, figuring out their plans of where to go, uh, or what kind of gifts they have to get, and how they're going to divide their time up with family, which Christmas Eve service are going to go to, all those things. And on top of that, it's 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 deadlines for things at work, you know, make sure you get your budgets in, and make sure you're managing the way that you need to be managing, and all types of different things that maybe... Uh, different stresses that are kind of weighing down on you. But then just in general, I think this is going to be an encouraging message if maybe right now in your faith, you're just like, man, what is happening? Like, does God really care? I'm going through a lot. My family's going through a lot. I have some friends that are in a really heavy situation and they are, I mean, they're, they're full of faith, but it doesn't mean the situation is any less stressful. And so you might be going through all types of different things right now. And um, even for me, streakers with, you know, we're finishing church things as we wrap up with the college ministry for the semester. And then we move into kind of some of our Christmas Eve plans and some of our staff events that we're having. But then on my side, the side hustle with the Christmas lights, like it just 30 days of nonstop putting up Christmas lights. I've seen a lot of you and a lot of friends like, man, how, how many lights you have? And, and we've been crushing it. I think we had ended with over like 40 houses. And so even in that, like it's, it's been a little bit of a like problem. It's caused different problems, but good problems. And, um, now that's kind of slowing down and shout out to Brighton for just crushing it. I got to at least take a week off on Thanksgiving break and hang out with my family. And he just kept humming along, putting up lights. And so, um, that's tip number one. If you're going to start a business, start it with somebody that is reliable and really helpful. So Brighton, thank you. But anyway, I was reading scripture and I was reading in Matthew and I felt like, Hey, it's Christmas time. I want to begin to live into the Advent season, which is all about this idea of having uh, anticipation of what God is to do, to begin to um, live into the hope and begin to look for the hope that God offers. And so I was reading scripture and I was in Matthew and I was reading Matthew uh, 1, 18 through 25. And that's the portion where, where Matthew shares, according to his gospel, where he shares what went on in Joseph's mind when he got the news that Mary was pregnant. So Joseph gets engaged to this girl and they're young, you know, I mean, they would have been like teenagers, they're engaged. And at that time, that would have been like it's betrothed, right? So that would have been a very serious, engagement's pretty serious nowadays, but still until the wedding, we kind of give people the freedom. Like, Hey, if you really feel like you shouldn't get married, like you can still back out. But back then it was, they were technically already married, but it hadn't been consummated and it wasn't completely official yet. And so all of a sudden, Mary has this news that she is pregnant, and she's saying that God is the one that kind of made it happen, that the Spirit conceived in her uh, a, a child. And so, obviously, Joseph gets that news and is like, yeah, right, you cheated on me, there's no way. But back then, like, if she would have just been like, we're done, 
good luck with your baby. Like it would have been terrible for her. And so he basically, scripture says he, he was a good man, right? And so, um, and he was lawful. So he was going to do the, what he felt like was the right thing, but he was going to do it quietly to try to help her a little bit. It would have been a tough situation for her either way, but he's, basically he's going to divorce her quietly, it says. And he, and he goes to sleep that night and basically has a dream. And in this dream, an angel of the Lord comes to visit him and says, Hey, Mary's not crazy. What she's saying is true. And the baby that she has, like that's going to be Jesus. And he is going to save the people, his people from their sins. He has a huge mission uh, to accomplish. And so stay with her ultimately is what the angel tells him. And, and you're going to call this baby Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the baby that she's carrying, the problem that she has, and the problem that you now have, Joseph, is a really good problem. And so he, it says that Joseph wakes up and he chooses to, to stay with Mary. And he actually wants to commit even a major way and make sure this, this thing really gets played out the right way. And so he waits until even after the birth of the baby to consummate the marriage. So I was reading that and it made me think back. I don't know why, but when my family. I don't know why it made me think of this, but when my family, when I was growing up, my family was big NASCAR fans, huge NASCAR fans. And to this day, still NASCAR fans. And, um, I never really cared about it that much. And I remember even watching, I'm like, man, this is so boring. But when I went to school, you know, I had actual information. Like I knew some of the stuff that went on in NASCAR races because my family watched it so much. And so I went to school and I remember kids being like, NASCAR is so boring. It's so stupid. Anybody could do it. You just drive around in, in a lap. You know, you just drive around in a circle for h- hundreds of miles. And which I agree that would be kind of boring. I was able to say like, hey, a couple things. One, not anybody can do it like pretty hard. Um, First of all, there's 40 cars. You're going 200 miles an hour. Like your mom drives you around like 45 miles an hour and you guys still almost get in crashes. So like, I'm pretty sure it's harder than you think. You don't even have your license. But the one major thing that I would kind of always say is, first of all, the really hard thing about NASCAR is there is no exterior rear view mirrors. So imagine driving around with no exterior rear view mirrors. And uh, so what is their solution? The solution is they have a spotter. They have somebody that sits in kind of like a really like a tall tower essentially and watches them go around the track and so they tell them if there's a car behind them and to the side they say hey car low car low or they say car high car high and uh, so they have this spotter that kind of watches them around the track if they're three wide or if there's cars right next to them and there's a wall or, or just somehow they're they're kind of stuck right um their spotter will say hold your line hold your line and just meaning, Hey, keep moving forward, but don't go down. Don't go up, you know, stay where you are. Don't slow down. Hold your line. Keep driving the way that you're driving because if you change anything, you're going to crash. Bad things are going to happen. So when I was reading the story of Joseph, which a sparked a couple thoughts in my mind that popped in my mind. And it's this idea of like when we're facing with problems, even if they're good problems, that's what happened to me. I, I last few weeks, like I've just kind of been like, man, I got a lot of stuff on my plate. Right. And, um, we talked, I talked about raising your capacity and I like the line that TD Jake's 
Bishop T.D. Jakes shares where he says new levels brings new devils, right? Like the more you move up, like the more complex things get, like in, in anything, like if you move, if you buy, if you stop renting and you go to buy a house, well, now you have to make sure that you get the bugs sprayed like every quarter and you make sure that the, the pipes are all good and, you know, you make sure the roof's good and the AC's good or when you're renting, you don't really have to worry about that stuff. So new level bring new devils. And so... For me, I was kind of, even when I stumbled across this passage, like I was facing some good things that were problems, but they, they were problems nonetheless, like they were challenges. And so, um, I was a little stressed out about some stuff, which again is, is good, I think, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't feeling it. And so I'm reading the scripture and I see that, okay, Joseph's in a situation, obviously far more complex than anything I can go through, but ultimately what does God tell him? God just says, Hey, Joseph hold your line. Keep moving forward. Don't change the plans. I have a purpose here. So just like in NASCAR, it's if, if you're crowded by all these things that maybe seem a little scary, a little daunting, it's this idea of telling yourself and God telling Joseph, hold your line. Keep moving forward. Don't give up. And so I just wanted to give you some encouragement in this Christmas season, whatever's going on. Truly, it could maybe things are going great, but maybe you're having to have plans with family that uh, is a little messy. And you're like, man, what's it going to be? like to see Aunt Carol this year you know last year was kind of a nightmare what's it going to be like this year and um, I'd say man if you're following Jesus and you're hoping to be more like him then maybe in some way or another you can bring a light to Aunt Carol whatever it is like don't give up keep moving forward and for me how do we do this I think that's different for everybody. That's a question I get. You know, sometimes it's like, well, I just want to go deeper with my faith. And, and sometimes there's only so many ways you can say how to do things. You know, a lot of it is, are you spending time with God? Are you reading scripture? Are you praying? Are you talking to your friends about it? Are you going to church? Those are kind of like the major practices, you know? And um, so last week, when I was a little stressed out in this moment, because I like to move really, really fast, I thought maybe sometimes the best thing to do for me to hold my line is to actually slow down a little bit. So I went in my office, I closed the door, and now everybody can't do this at work, but I went ahead, I sat down, I set a 10-minute timer on my phone, I put in my, my AirPods, and I actually put on wind sounds. I don't know why, but I just felt like it, so I typed in wind sounds in Spotify. I actually found a 10-minute wind sound kind of loop of the Arctic deep. Very soothing. I would encourage you to listen to it. Anyway, uh, I put that in, and then I just prayed. For 10 minutes, I sat there, and I kind of just pretend that Jesus and I were sitting on the side of a hill. And for the first few minutes, I literally was just like, hey, here's everything on my mind. Here's everything on my heart. And uh, and then kind of just played out this dialogue between me and God. And the whole time, it, it, I was just picturing Jesus being like, hey, I'm right here. Uh, I'm walking with you. I'm working with you. And uh, I'm not going to leave you. I'd even get distracted while I was praying. I'm sure you've been there if you're ever trying to build up your prayer life. And uh, I would come back, right? Like, oh, I'm supposed to be praying. And I would come back to praying and I would almost just picture Jesus just being like, hey, I'm right here still. I'm still here. Like, I'm never going to leave. And so maybe even in the busyness of this, and then, oh, at the end of the 10 minutes, I just wanted more. So I set another 10-minute timer, and uh, that truly changed the trajectory of my day, but also even my week since then, and um, was something that I truly needed. So in that moment, to be able to hold my line, I needed to remember who was really in charge, and I was able to, to kind of walk out of there different, literally different kind of attitude on my face, different posture. And so whatever you're going through, 
right now, I want to encourage you to hold your line. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. Find the way that you can spend time with God, whatever that looks like. Maybe you're driving home from work, put on some worship music or put on a sermon or put on nothing and just kind of say, hey, God, this is what I'm going through. You know, you can let him have it. He, he can take it. And uh, or maybe you're just like, hey, that's I'm definitely not even there. Like I'm just on the line of trying to decide whether I even believe this or not. And I would say do the same thing. What's it going to hurt? You know, have that 10 minutes. So you're like, I'm going to sit here. And I'm just going to pray, God, I don't even know if you're there. I don't even know if you exist, if you care about me, but I'm going to anyway. And so um, at the very least, what, what's, what's going to hurt? You're going to have yourself some time alone in the midst of everything that you're going through. And so I'd encourage you to do that. But anyway, that was it. Hold your line. Keep moving forward. Don't give up. Be like Joseph and just uh, you know trust everything's going to work out. Plenty of Christmas seasons has come and gone in your life if you're listening at this point. So I hope that... That, uh, hope that you're doing all right, and I hope that this was helpful. And nonetheless, again, I just hope you have a great Christmas season, and thanks for listening.